Excuse me, can I please talk to you for a minute? When you're going through something, sometimes it helps to know that there is someone out there that understands you and what you're actually going through. It makes the healing journey a little easier. The creator of the I've Been That Girl social media community that currently has a growing number of followers and dearly known as girlfriends brings to you the Hey Girlfriend podcast. Tune in every Thursday to hear conversations that are honest, vulnerable, empathetic, and relatable hosted by author and mindset and intuitive coach Kendall D. These conversations are sure to empower you with more clarity and understanding about your own healing journey. Every episode will include Kendall sharing intimate parts of her personal healing journey, from surviving toxic relationships to healing trauma to unlearning old conditioning and thinking patterns. Consider yourself now having a friend by your side that just gets you. Hey, girlfriends. Welcome back to the Hey Girlfriend podcast. I'm your host, Kendall D. And today... We're going to be talking about something that really just came to my heart, soul, mind, all of that. Something i just been really feeling, like I should say. And so, this is unplanned. And I occasionally would do unplanned podcast episodes on here. But most of them will all be on my Patreon, um, which is my girlfriend membership. And my Patreon um, link will be in the description. But this is something that I feel like I want everyone to hear more than just the Patreon visitors, because I feel like it's something that's just in the air that I've been feeling and I've been feeling for those that's been feeling like this. But this is for those that weren't chosen. And a lot of these women that weren't chosen really do know their worth. And that's what makes it hurt so bad. The fact that you know your worth. You know you're a good woman. You know you have a lot to offer. You know you're the shit. But then to still not be chosen, it's like a, ouch. You know, it's just like, it's a pain. It hurts. And this is going to be for everyone, any woman that was ever rejected, not chosen. Especially by the one that they really wanted to choose them. And actually, I guess that's what makes it hurt so bad. It's because it's someone that you really did like you really didn't want to be chosen by you really was feeling you really thought it was going to be something and then it's not so before we get started I want to tell you a little story about my own history with this as you all know on here I share my journey to help you not feel so alone on yours so I'm you know I'm not sharing this just to say oh this is what you should do like I don't know your pain trust me I know your pain I felt it way too many times and I've gotten through it I've gotten through it each time and so if you're going through it and you need help with getting through it because let's be real rejection is going to be a part of dating you know being disappointed is going to be a part of dating everyone you meet is not going to be the one and everyone you like is not going to like you back or choose you back like you you know would like so here goes my story and and honestly I guess I want to give the disclaimer of the moral up front because the moral to the story up front because honestly I looking back I'm so glad I was rejected and I'll tell you why by the end of the story so yeah for those on my TikTok you may have heard the story already maybe not it was only get like maybe 
a couple thousand views so but <laughs> anyway here you go so um i was fresh out of a well i wouldn't say fresh out of but i was done with like the toxic relationships for those of you that know me know that i've gone through a string of toxic relationships in my 20s and it wasn't until 29 to when i finally started getting the grip of things and realizing what i was doing and that you know it I was going in the wrong direction, dating the wrong guys, wasn't dating the best quality guys. So, you know, I didn't come to my awakening until like 29. So, this is when I was actually trying to really date around the age of 29. Because when I was dating those toxic, in those toxic relationships, I actually was not really dating, you know. It was no dating really involved. So, I was fresh at trying to learn how to date and shit. And so, I got on Tinder and I was swiping on there and I came across this guy that looks like a guy that I should probably swipe left on. And when I say look like, well, you know what? I'm going to go with, you know what? It just hit me. It wasn't about how he looked, so to speak, that made me red flags. I'm just not realizing it was how I, my body or how my mind reacted to how he looked that's what it was I just came to that and it was like I was looking at him it's like he was a very attractive guy he had tats and whatnot was tall all of that and now that I'm looking back it wasn't really that that was a red flag the red flag should have been for me recognizing how I was already responding to him like I was already excited about him just based off how he looks that was the really the red flag but I didn't know that then you know I was just like okay because I had my last ex that I was in a relationship in was tall attractive had tattoos was you know and I was just very very attracted to that like very and so I guess I was like I knew that I should have swiped left because I was just solely um, liking this guy already because of how he looked, you know, and that means he didn't have to show up doing much else. And I was just liking how he looked. I knew that about myself and that's how I acted around guys like that. I was, you know, fresh out of that toxic relationship. So I, I felt like I was doing it again. That was my red flag. Like, shit, I'm doing it again. But I'm like, oh, well, swipe right. And he already swiped right on me. I'm like, oh, so I got really excited. And so we started chatting on the Tinder messenger and I'm like, okay, he's cool. He's not like, I didn't, have, well, you know, I take that back. I was going to say I didn't get any red flags, but yes, I did. I forgot. So yeah, we're texting on there back and forth. I'm like, okay, he's cool. And then he asked me to like meet him somewhere, like right then and there. Like, you know, I'm hanging out with some friends downtown. Come meet me. And to me, that's a red flag because I'm like, in, in my head, I already knew that, okay, if he wants me to just meet up with him and not actually plan a real date, but wants me to meet him, he's trying to take the easy way of getting to know me and doing the bare minimum, and then I can just be like, eventually have sex with him, and he, ha and he wouldn't have not have to take me on a date or pay for anything, or did anything for me. That's how I look at that as a red flag, just an FYI. But... <laughs> I was just like, you know, no, I'd rather wait. I can't remember what I said. I didn't say wait for a date because it wasn't even there. I said, no, no thanks. Two last minute or something for me like that. Because, you know, I, I knew I was not going to be doing no last minute shit like that. I knew I was not going to be doing that. 
I was like healing from doing shit like that and I knew better and I knew what it led to so I, I had a little sense and I had a little healing from those toxic relationships so you know I give myself credit for that so anyway you know that didn't happen I didn't wasn't meeting him on the spot so we commenced to get each other numbers and we start talking outside of tinder and I'm locked in a conversation we're talking every single day sometimes twice a day and the conversation just flowed it was a good conversation. No red flags really in the conversation. Then he set up a date, which was like a week or two out. It was like a week out, I believe. Something like that. Only because his working schedule conflicts and shit. And so, I, you know, I was like, okay, no problem. No problem with that. That wasn't a red flag to me. I'm like, okay, I don't care to wait for a date. I'm going to wait for a date because I'm not going to, you know, just do this half-ass. I know what I want. I didn't say that to him. I'm not, I've never, I'm not the type to ever say my intentions. That's another podcast on why, you know, but um, I'm never the type to do that. I'm just, you know, I'd rather see what you do, but that, that's something I had learned. But anyway, so before the date, he was like, yeah, I'm having a house party. It's going to be some other women there, this and that. Would you mind if it's other women there and would you like to come and this and that and that? And I was honest. I was like, well, if I'm dating to get to know you, I don't. I would rather not be around other women that are interested in you as well. And I said, I'd rather just wait for the date. You know, I was setting my boundaries because I had at least learned that much, you know, to set my boundaries. So I'm like, you know, no. It wasn't like I was out here just, just acting all reckless like I didn't know no better. You know, this was not like toxic relationship time. This was like me dating better quality, supposedly better quality guys and doing better. And so, I'm like, no. And so, the date comes. We go on a date. And and there was a red flag, by the way. The, the, me, him trying to invite me to his house and saying there's going to be other girls there. Do you mind? I think they ask a lot of guys to do that to see, you know, where your head is at. You know, they try to see if you're a jealous type. And so, they say little stuff like that to see how deep in it you are and whatnot, how for real you are. And so while I wasn't getting, I was getting red flags. He was probably getting like, "Damn, she one of those types." I'm gonna have to work a little harder. This may not work out. I just had a feeling he was saying that. So we were both like, you know, wanting different things, but not really saying anything. So anyway, we go on a date, and the date was nice. Went to the movies and went out to eat. He paid for everything. Conversation flowed. It was nice. It, it, it was cool. I I've seen some little red flags here and there, not red flags, but just things like mm, I don't know. Like I remember I asked him what his I think middle or last name was or something, and he just was like acting like he didn't want to tell me all of that, and it was just simple things that we would talk about, and he just seemed like really really like private. I'm like, but thought we were getting to know each other, but those little red flags were there. But I'm just like, you know, whatever. I'm just you know gonna still go on the date. You know, he wants to take me out. Let's go out. And I like how he looks. And I like him. And I like talking to him. So let's just go anyway. You know, I didn't think those was big red flags for me to stop talking to. I'm going to still see. So, after all of that, we did the date. Second date never came. We talked. But we in between that, after the first date, we talked every day. All day. So, not all day. We talked every day, twice a day, I should say. For like a month. But another date never came. And I'm like... I knew there was a red flag, and I was like, I knew he didn't want anything, but I was just kind of hoping. And so, I know after like three weeks in, two weeks in, 
I invited him to a party at my house that my mom was going to be at. <laughs> now looking back, I feel so stupid. Not stupid. I feel so like, why'd you do that, Kendall? You know that man <laughs> didn't like you. I like invited you to somewhere where your family is at and you haven't even gone on a second date and he's barely at the, well, he was talking to me. So I'm thinking like, oh, he likes me. He did, but not enough. And so going on into the rejection part, I'm at work one day and he just texts me like, hey, when you get off, I need to talk to you. Mind you, I had just clocked in. I said, okay. And I thought I'd be okay without thinking about what he wanted to tell me when I got off. And then I text him back. I said, you know what? I'm going to be here for eight hours. And I would really like for you to just go ahead and tell me what it is. Because I knew what it was. He was going to say he didn't want to talk to me anymore. I, I felt it coming. And so that's what it was. He said, yeah, I think he said something like, I like you, but I just can't give you what you're looking for right now. I think I'm going to have to go ahead and end it here. And some, some, some. I'm like, oh. I said, and I got kind of pissed because I was like, you let me on. Like, you really did and this and that. And he was like, I know, and I apologize. And that was that. And, yeah, and I kind of started crying at work. So I had to, I took off work early and went home. I didn't even stay for the rest of the day. You know, I was like, no. I wasn't really heartbroken. It was just like, damn, you know, I liked him. And I thought he was liking me, even though I seen some little hints there. But he straight up didn't choose me, straight up rejected me. And now that same guy is married with like two or three more kids. I mean, I'm married now too, granted. So it's not that. It's just like, so you really did want a commitment and all of that, but maybe just not with me or maybe not at that time. I never know. And it really doesn't matter. But I'm just saying, I get how it feels to not be chosen by someone you really liked and to be rejected and I remember I was just so distraught over that. And I remember after like a week or two, I finally, it finally clicked to me. And I was like, you know what? I'm glad he rejected me. And the reason why I say this is because I felt like I was ready to go, I guess you would say, above and beyond for this guy. I was ready. To, it was like I was going to be toxic relationship number three. And maybe not because I guess the only they saved that is that he was not a toxic as narcissistic person he was a straight up guy respectable guy and was like you know i'm gonna cut this girl off not just lead her on end up having sex with her and still don't want anything i'm not gonna do her like that and so when i put my ego to the side and i thought about all that i'm like i really fucking respected that like i've never had a guy politely you know, not choose me and politely just tell me it ain't gonna work out. And it sucks, nonetheless, but you know, at least he was honest and at least he bowed out instead of ghosting me. And even if it was, uh, you know, him ghosting me, it's better than just someone sticking around, stringing me along half-assing with me treating me subpar and just stringing me along period and just lying to me acting one way towards me and another way behind my back either way you know I respected it even if he acted like he liked me at first because and here's where I'm gonna get into what can help you because something I've realized is that when people quote-unquote reject us 
or don't choose us, it's not because we're not good people. It's not because we're not worthy. It's not because, you know, we weren't worth them, I guess, quote unquote, changing. It's not because, it's not because of any of those reasons. But our wounded ego likes to tell us otherwise. Like, you know, why didn't you choose me? Is Aren't I a good person, a good woman? You know, didn't you like me? Didn't we vibe? Wasn't it this? Didn't you say that you did like talking to me? You know, it was all of that. But the thing is, someone can really, really like you and still not want to commit to you and still not want to go there with you because commitment is not just something that's given to you because you want it. It's something that's done because the other person has the emotional intelligence and is mature enough and ready enough to do it. And so for them to do that, you know, that's really a blessing in disguise for you. And let's say if he didn't choose you, someone didn't choose you, and they chose someone else instead over you because they're like, you know, I like this person better. Or not, well, I'm not going to say they like that person better, but maybe it is. But in that case, you know, that person is not better than you. You can't compare yourself to them, but maybe that person is better for them. And, you you know, you can sit there and try to figure out all the reasons why, how is that person better for them than you and all of that. And, you know, you'll drive yourself crazy trying to figure out what it is that's different than them than you and what made them want to commit to them and not you. And once you, you know, remove your ego all the way out of this and really, really think about it. Think about how you also have choices and how you also have the right in anatomy to choose who you want. You know, you have every power, you know, you have the power to choose who you want to be with and who you don't want to be with. And it's best that you do that because you want someone that fits you, that's, you know, that just connects with you and it's just your person, so to speak. So you're also doing the choosing and picking. And just like, you know, they didn't choose you. I'm sure it's some people that really wanted you, liked you, but you just didn't feel it in it and didn't choose them. And so all of that got me to thinking about that. Cause I'm like, I've definitely, um, not pick some guys that really like me. And it was actually a guy kind of right before this. Yeah. Right before this, that was nice. You know, nothing was wrong with him. And it was a few minor things I didn't like. But overall, as a person, he was not a bad person at all. He was not a bad guy at all. It was a few things that didn't click with me. But that just goes to show you, I didn't choose him because he wasn't worthy. I just didn't feel he was a good fit for me. And sometimes you won't be the best fit for someone else, whether it's due to where they're at in their lives. Maybe they want someone else in particular that just, that's, you know like them and it's just the same with you and that shit sounds like painful when you hear it when I'm even when me saying it I'm like damn that sounds kind of harsh kind of bad kind of wrong but it's right you know it's it's right we all want someone that is really for us even if who that person we really want and think is for us doesn't want us back that's just not a match and it's okay. Like, you don't have to let this affect your worth or your value. And if it does, I'm going to tell you this. It is okay if you feel like it does. Let this be your opportunity to 
you know, do some self-work and dive within and see what needs to be healed. What are some soft spots? What are some wounds? What are some voids? What's something within you that needs to be healed? And this can prepare you for the next person. Or this can prepare you to be, you know, even just better for yourself. Even if you don't date someone else right away. This can be growth for you. And so if it is affecting you a little deeper and it's hurting you, that's okay, girlfriend. I want you to know that too. It's okay if you're crying. Don't call yourself stupid or dumb. Like, why am I crying over somebody who doesn't want me? What is this? It's something deeper going on. And I want you to go within that and see what that is all about. And see what's going on with that. Because, you know, I feel like I feel like a lot of things in life, I'm not going to say everything. A lot of things, especially with matters of the heart, relationships, dating, love. I feel like a lot of things in life are that happen to us, that disappoint us, or quote unquote, break our hearts, whatever like that. I feel like it's some lessons in that, in all of that. And it's some another way to self-reflect. Another way to be introspective and to see what's going on with us and to build us up and make us even better. Because I'm telling y'all, that rejection from that guy, you know, that really, really, really taught me some lessons. It taught me to, for one, to, you know, stop really banking on looks and stop letting looks get me excited for someone and just want them and want to get to know them because of how they look. Like, looks are cool, but that taught me to, you know, to pay attention to the, those feelings. Because, you know, I've like I said earlier, that that was a red flag for me because I was getting excited about him already just because I liked how he looked. And that already told me that I was too far in, too attached into that. Even though, you know, I went by the dating rules what I was supposed to do, you know, if I wasn't so attached to just how he looked, I probably would have cut it off as soon as I realized that, okay, he don't want nothing. Like inviting me downtown and asking me them little questions and stuff and inviting me to a house party before I actual date and just trying to get me to, you know, I guess let my guard down, let my standards down. And then I also learned that, you know, rejection is okay. It's it's okay. It doesn't have to mean that I'm not worthy, I'm not valuable, because who I want didn't choose me. I don't have to tie my worth directly to that. And so that right there made me learn, especially after I came to the realization that it was really a blessing that he rejected me. Because I'm like... Yeah, I was about to do something crazy again. Like, what if he would have let me just, you know, keep on talking to him and dating him? Like, come on now. Come on. The rejection was my protection. I should say that. So your rejection can be your protection. But I also want you to know that not being chosen is a blessing. It is. It's... It's not such a bad thing once you remove your ego out of it, once you do the healing around any wounds you have. Because you begin to realize that you only want who's for you. You only want the person that is really, really your person. You only want someone where it just fits organically. Someone that you don't have to really force to love you. Someone you feel comfortable uh, comfortable around. Someone you don't feel so anxious around. Someone that just gets you. 
someone that can easily love you, someone that can freely pour into you. And you, you know, you want someone like that for you, something that's easy. Because I find that love really can be easy. Relationships can be easy. Yes, they're work. But when you're with someone that is an actual match with you and compatible with you, the work doesn't feel so hard. It feels like, you know, you're working towards something and we're building something and we're growing because, you know, we both want this. We're both here because we both really want to be together. And it's just flowing. Like to be just want someone for someone to just want you on their own, for someone to just choose you on their own. And it's no force and it just clicks. It's the best thing to wait for. It is okay to wait for that. Please wait for that. It's going to be a lot of people out there you meet that may almost meet it. May Your requirements may almost be that. And then it's going to be some that's just going to be exactly that. And it's, it's a few that are really just going to be it. So I'm telling you though, it's out there and to just wait for it. I like to say to look at, you know, these little disappointments and in-betweens and stuff. It's like stepping stones. It's like little lessons. I felt like he was a lesson to test my growth. I feel like those are important. Like after you get out of those bad relationships and you finally learn how to really date and you grow, you grow after each, you know, disappointment, heartbreak or whatever, I feel like. And so they're like little stepping stones, getting you closer and closer and closer to your person. So just know that disappointments, heartbreak, all of that is not moving you further away from someone that's for you. It's actually moving you closer. So get excited about what's to come. You can mourn what is, you know, left, mourn that person not choosing you, heal the soft spots from you feeling of that person not choosing you take it as an opportunity that okay maybe it's time for some some growth in this area and look at that is that you're going to just grow and be even better for the next person you know and that's what I like to look I like to look at as like I mean I feel the pain I felt the pain from that rejection and I dealt with it and all that and did some you know like I like I was telling you and I grew from it but the light at the end of the tunnel was always that okay, I'm going to be better after this. It's okay. It'll get better. It's moving forward. I know moving forward, I'm learning. Um, I can find some new connections. It's somebody else. It's not it. So I'm still excited about who was, who's to come and let's keep it going. And that was like my, I guess, button on healing from that rejection and disappointment. And so, you know, you may be at a different level. You may be still mourning it and crying over it. But I really, really would like you to, you know, go within and see what's really going on there. Okay, girlfriends. So if any of you possibly need help with doing the self-work or you need someone to listen to you, any like that. If you don't know, you now you know, I do one-on-one mindset and intuitive coaching. That's also in my girlfriend membership on my Patreon. You just see the third, fourth, and fifth tiers. And it'll tell you all about my coaching details. And it's a monthly subscription. You can cancel it anytime. Some people just come for a month. But I find that healing from certain things, you need more than just one session. I didn't feel comfortable doing just, okay, you're going to pay me $100 for just an hour of my time. And then it's it. I don't hear from you no more. There's nothing else. Maybe a follow-up, but that's it. No, ma'am. We're going to be doing some work. And we're going to be getting to the bottom of things. Because... 
I'm typically I started this to help women heal after toxic relationships, but I find that I've been helping women just in general with dating and matters of the heart anyway, even if they are not really in toxic relationships. So I feel like all that takes time and I like to take up time with you, but best believe it's a subscription. You can always cancel at any time, but I've been helping a lot of people been doing this over a year, even internationally. I've been helping people international calls. I do as well via zoom. So all that information is available, and trust me, I've been there, girl, I get it. So everything I do in coach comes from a place of me empathizing with you and feeling your pain because it helps to know that someone just really gets it and been there and feels it, and you're not alone. Because I felt alone sometimes. I felt like a lot of people would make fun of women like us that, you know, oh, look how she's acting over a man, and oh, she don't know her work. Why don't she just leave? Why don't she just love herself? You know, I got so sick of hearing that. And I'm like, it's not that easy. It's not. Like, it's not like we're waking up choosing, I want to be in a toxic relationship today. Or I want to get disappointed by this guy today. Or I want to be led on by this guy. No, it's not It's not ever that. It's much deeper than that. So that's how I feel. And that's why I do what I do. But, yes, girlfriends. That's all for this, you know, um, spur of the moment podcast I want to get in here and talk about. And... Uh, Stay tuned for Thursday's episode. It's going to be about self-love for women like us. And this is going to be for the women like us that basically um, didn't really have a fair shot at self-love. Because self-love is something that's kind of taught to you in your upbringing. And some of us didn't get that. And some of us are in our 20s and 30s still trying to really figure out exactly what it is and how to do it. And so... This podcast, my next podcast coming up on Thursday, it's going to be about that. It's going to be about self-love for women like us and how we do it, how we get there and how we manage without, you know, ever having that validation we needed from our caregivers or growing up and we trying to figure out how to do it now as an adult. So that's what it's all about. So stay tuned for that. It's going to be a good one. But... That's all I got for this podcast episode, girlfriends. Until the next one, peace out.